Hi, I'm Kevin Mann. And I'm Sam Chaplin. I host the Attitude Era podcast. And I haven't seen any films. And welcome to Cinema Swirl. to episode three of Cinema Swirl with me Kevin Matt hello and joined as always I am in this journey through Hollywood and cinema and Technicolor my one true OTP Sam Chaplin hello Sam hello how are you I'm very well thank you you're all smiling because you're all like yay I like watching films now I'm getting into it would you consider yourself now well versed in the realms of Hollywood no not at all do you feel any more normal um Slightly, but mainly more Pepsi Max related than uh, than film related. I think someone on Twitter said, you know, I, I'm addicted to Pepsi Max as well. I like they Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were drinking Pepsi Max while listening to the episode, and that really uh, warmed my cockles. So, again, it's, it's much like finding out that other people have not seen films. Yeah. You're finding out that other people have an addiction for... A, a best shoddily marketed product. Yeah, I'm. I'm not feeling ingratiated into the having seen films gang. I think you. I think you feel more entrenched in your the other gangs yeah. you're already a part of. I'm kind of wanting to abandon this because I'm losing my membership of the not seen stuff. Um, well, we have a... This is interesting, this first episode where we've done the new the new system, the yep. scheme, so to speak. I think we'll refer to it as the scheme. Okay. Well. I like the scheme, yep. which was the voting for episodes. Mm. So the choices for this episode were The Shining, Back to the Future, and The Blues Brothers. And it, it started off neck and neck, mm. but then it thankfully became such a landslide that I didn't have to bother counting them all. <laughs> I, I, I counted. You can do the Oh, you did. You counted. Yeah. That's good. Well, it was the Back to the Future, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, in a, with a healthy second place, though, The Shining. Yes. You know, um, enough so that I would it would be under a strong consideration, I would imagine, from people for the next round of voting, yeah. which it'll be... We'll, we'll, we'll put it back in. We'll, we'll put it back in rotation. No biggie. Throw it back in the swirl. You were telling me that your dad has started listening to the podcast. Um, this is something which I want to want to, want to chat about briefly. Yeah, my dad's been listening to all the episodes. Well, both, both episodes. Call me Ian. Ian. You know, we're on Ian, first name terms. Ian Chaplin. Are we listening now? So, <laughs> well, I'm on first name terms with your dad. If you were on first name terms with your dad, it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, how's it going, Emo? What's that like, Mr. Chaplin at home? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chaplin's his father. He's Ian, like yep. you know. But um, you'd mentioned he had was it was about the uh, or band or hypothetical band Raging oh, uh, Waters. We, we were talking about Raging Waters being a hypothetical band. Um, a lot of people thought like we didn't understand that it was a water park. <laughs> they like say. No, it's a, Mate, it's that a is how podcasts and Twitter works. It's just yeah. a succession of people assuming you don't know something when you've made a joke about it. Like, um, who but, are these two confused people on my headphones? Uh, we thought Raging Waters would be a good band name. Uh, but my dad sent me a text uh, in the week just saying, forget Raging Waters, Murder with a Girder. Now that's a band name. Murder with a Girder. That sounds more like a dark Dr. Seuss novel than, yeah. a, uh, than a band name per se. Well, that's good because, I mean, your dad listens. My dad doesn't listen. Okay. Well, I came to the conclusion recently that he hasn't the faintest idea what's going on here. Does he know of... what a podcast is? He knows the words. Okay. Like, well, that's... He can pronounce the fuck out of it. <laughs> he can probably spell it and use it in a sentence. Mm. But it was when I showed my parents the animation that Joe did for... Yep. 
for, for the, your Chewbacca impression, mm-hmm. which I think is a lovely little animation. Yeah. And if you're not subscribed on YouTube, you should go check out Cinema Swirl's YouTube channel. Nice little plug there. But I, I show that to, to my parents, give an idea of like, well, you know, now they can know what is I'm doing because they don't know about rest and all that. Showed them that and they smiled and they nodded the whole time. Then my dad turned to me and went, so who are you paying for the podcast? <laughs> That's in a fucking clue. Aww, Not that's... even the slightest grasp. <laughs> Who am I paying yeah. for the podcast Who or question mark? <laughs> God. Well, you know, um, maybe one day. Um, Someday. Mr. Madden will... Uh, well, Dr. Doctor, Doctor Madden. <laughs> Dr. Madden will, uh, will figure it out. But, uh, so we actually also put out the call as well for people listening to send emails, questions, comments, things of that nature... To cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Cinemaswirl at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Just basically to you know, give us some more talking points and things like that. We had a load of emails, actually. Uh, a lot to keep us going. But don't let that put you off if you've got a good question to send in. We can't return any of your drawings. but uh... <laughs> <laughs> We hang all of the fan mail right on the fridge where everyone yeah. can see. On the digital fridge. Uh, but this one comes from Chris Young asking, looking almost... Mm-hmm. Because you're a cinema goer. Even though you've not seen any films, you have been to the oh, cinema. I've been to the I've cinema. I've been to the cinema with you. Yeah. So I can attest that you've been there. But uh, yeah, Chris Young email writes and asks, what are your top three absolute no-nos, a.k.a. rules, when watching... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. When watching films, for example, you must not under any circumstances do something like this. And yeah. um, so if you've got any that spring to mind... Okay. Yeah. Name on me thick and so, fast. So, so three rules. Three rules. Yeah. Or like, yeah, they could be things you have to do or things you can't do. Yeah. Okay. Number one, it should be in the evening. Yeah. Number two. You've never. What you know? Morning <laughs> film. No, I mean it's happened. But these are you know, nice little morning. guidelines. Imagine the first thing you do in the morning is watch a film. Like um, you can get a discount. So. Jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I think I saw like Passion of the Christ at like ten in the morning. <laughs> Best, was a, best time for it. Man, that was a, that was a stark wake-up yeah. call that day. Like. So I'm saying evening. Evening. Um, I'm saying no required note-taking. And uh, So wait, are you saying the Cinema Swirl breaks one of your top three rules for watching for watching films? And, um, should be in a cinema. So those are my three rules for watching films. There. So we when we do this podcast, we hit a solid one out of three of those. Yeah, yeah. So like in terms, though, of like snacks... Uh, I mean, is, are you a popcorn man? I was joking there. I was just trying to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, well, would you be in a, of the, the popcorn variety? Nachachos? I had a slushy for the first time ever recently at the cinema. Kevin, you've never had a slushy? Yeah, I know. For fuck's sake, Kevin. Oh, look at that, huh? The vitriol in his yeah, voice. Um... Do I see a beard going through there? Like? <laughs> no. But no. <laughs> I've really not. tried, but no. Um... Yeah, no, it's slushies. I'm happy with the slushy. I'll have a slush. It's mostly drinks I'll go for at the cinema. You are a thirsty man. I'm a thirsty boy. Um, you, actually, when I think about it, I think most times you and I have went to the cinema, mm. it's been so you've been able to drink 1.5 litres of Pepsi Max in a public place yeah. and not get frowned at. Because if you just pulled out a big massive bottle out of a sports bag and started glugging it if we were at the zoo, mm. I'd be like, hang on a second now. Put that away. <laughs> You're making a scene. But all of a sudden, if it's in a giant reinforced paper cup at the cinema... It's fine. It's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very happy with that. But no, the, the cinema snacks, I don't tend to go for. If I do, I go for popcorn, but I'm annoyed at how noisy it is. Um, yeah, the uh, it's, it's kind of like people almost letting off indoor fireworks when they're eating popcorn, yeah. I find a lot of the time. Well, I mean, I used to be a mad purist. 
I was like, I, I was, I was like straight edge cinema wise, basically. Nothing. I didn't take fizzy drinks. I didn't eat popcorn. Yeah. I did not imbibe M M&M and M Krispies. You know, straight edge for life. Yeah, we, it was. It, I would have maybe a bottle of water. Okay. I was. I took, the, took those beliefs very seriously for the longest time. Then they opened a Costas in the the cinema. Right. And now I get like a giant coffee. You get coffee for the cinema. I get a big coffee at the cinema. And I get a toasty. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my mad overpriced toasty and coffee. I'm like, look at these uh, maroons. They don't know how to be cinema. <laughs> got your cinema toasty. Yeah, I, I gotta, gotta yeah. get my cinema toasty on. Well, I think those that will cover for 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 reals. That was uh, that was uh, yeah. interesting. If you've any more further questions, cinemaswirl at gmail.com. On to today's film. Yep, and it's another big one. Another one which. Like this is one which I think was the original ones when I I asked you. And you yeah, the big talking it. points, the ones where you throw them out, and I say I haven't seen them, and you say, "Well, for fuck's sake!" There we go. Um, it, this is like you'd be hard pressed to find someone who one has not seen this film. Mm. <laughs> like that's it takes special work not to have seen this, and also too to find someone who wouldn't put this on your must see list. This is like for most people or age anyway. Mm. Yeah, I would consider this to be like. Numero uno. Okay. Back, back to the future. No, there's, I think there's been more pressure on me to have seen this than there was with Star Wars, I'd say. Because, like, Weirdly. Star Wars is, like... Because I think we mentioned before, because it's a big franchise, mm. and it's, like, there's this whole thing, you know? Well, it's, it's Back just, to the Future is a franchise, But Back to the Future... Yeah, it is, but it's, like, again, like Terminator, I don't think it had... It's not got this separate subculture. There's not people who have cons that are just Back to the Future. Yeah, Star Wars is a universe... Back this to the Future is, three, is some films. Three, 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 three films? films, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but it, that being said, you have the first one came out in 85, and then the second and third one came out in 89 and 90. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially like, people usually older than us probably will hold this a lot dearer. Like, yeah. I know my brother, his his crowd, that era, you know, the, the people who are in their late 20s, early 30s would, would hold this dear. But fuck me, how did you not see this? I don't know. I just haven't, I've never seen it. Like it's on all the time. Is it? Saturday afternoons on ITV. It's it all just on. Christmas, it's always on. Cuz since we since we've done the podcast, Terminator 2 and all of the Star Wars <laughs> films have been on telly like multiple times. They know what the people want, Sam as well. Yeah. I think we're either setting a trend here. <laughs> or we should look out for our Back to the Future being yeah. on like Channel 5 or whatever mm. is later on tonight. One thing about this is that for me as a kid anyway, this is where, like, my concept of time travel came from. Okay. Because it's like, this is, I would say, arguably... Was it the, the time the travel The time movie? travel thing. Okay. What? This is going to sound like a really weird question. Okay. But where did you... Where did I get my time when travel When did you get from? exposed to time travel? Because I don't want to be, like, the situation where you go down and watch a film, like, whoa, going backwards in time. <laughs> Hello, yeah. you know? I was going to say, um, already I'm thrown off by the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the future? There's a big red squiggly underline. Yeah. Like, did you mean back to the past? Yeah. Like, you made mistakes straight away. paperclip is like, your movie's wrong there. Yeah. Like, Where did my sort of understanding of time travel come from? Don't say Terminator 2 from the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had some knowledge of manipulating time from Bernard's watch, of course. For fuck's sake. Um, watch Bernard's watch. You can stop time. And then you can quickly do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> so I love what Bernard's watch is you give this little prick 
such godly powers, and yeah. he uses it for the most banal reasons. He really does ever yeah. like homework, catching the bus, just stuff to do with yeah. school. Really. <laughs> so th- there's that that element um, mm. of of time manipulation. I think other time travel stuff just comes out in little spurts in other stuff. Simpsons really. again. Simpsons again. Travel. But lots of stuff uses the whole time travel dynamic. It's very yeah. confusing, but that's kind of the point. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of ones about this. Do you know any of the characters going into this? Names of characters? I assume you're familiar with some of the actors, <clears throat> but um, Christopher Lloyd, for instance, is the... Uh, do, do, you, do you know who that is? I know, well, I know, I know he's the... the Zany Doctor. Zany Doctor. He's Zany Doctor. Gotcha. Um, I don't know anything else he's been in, I don't think. So you only know him from one movie. That I haven't seen. I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's how I know Christopher Lloyd. And then... Um, how about Marty Mc, Mc, McFly? Sorry, uh, Michael J. Fox. I know, know of him as Have well. you seen him in... Is this another case of know him from one movie and you've not seen him? Like, name another... Teen Wolf. Okay, not seen Teen Wolf. Spin City? Not seen Spin City. Fucking hell. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, it's 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 hard when it's like a guy, it's like Mark Hamill almost. Yeah. With Luke well, Mark Skywalker. Mark Hamill is a, is a real kind of like, that's his main thing. Yeah, well, no, like Back to the Future is Michael the J. J. Fox's thing. thing. So, you, yeah. we can, we, so we've assessed then. I don't know the people. You don't, you haven't, not only do you not know them, but you haven't seen either of these Stuck men. Stuck with the men. I've, I've seen them, like I know what they look like. Um, so you can't I've do like seen them. You couldn't do a Doc Brown impression for me right now. Then like no, it's interesting because has Back to the Future it hasn't really like, popped up in things like Simpsons or being referenced a lot as mm. much as as maybe Terminator or or Star Wars. Star Wars? No, do you know but what a DeLorean is? That's the car. All right, that's the time travel car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you know why they're going back in time? Or forwards in time. Do you know where they're going? They're, Kevin, they're going back to the future. That's where they're going. No, they're going. This is brilliant. This is reminds me of like doing book reports when I was younger, and I wouldn't have read the book. <laughs> I'm like, surely, right? Based on the title, Mister Tom says good night. Right? <laughs> he says it over and over again until this report is finished. They go back to the future. Yeah. Um, no, I actually I don't know why they would need to go back in time. At all, or do they go? To, do they go to the past or the future in this? Do you know? Uh, well, I'm guess I'm guessing probably both. Now I'm right. thinking they're jigging about in time in in the DeLorean. No particular reason why or sixty six miles an hour. <laughs> That's is that time travel speed? <laughs> No. <laughs> Close, like. But, it's um, 166. And we could be here guessing numbers all day, like. Oh, another one, because this is one of my favourite actors 88. of all time. 88. There you go. 88. Nice. Yep. Do you know how many gigawatts it needs for... Uh... 88. <laughs> 80, they go back to the future 88 times. Um, Crispin Glover. Is he a name familiar to your ear? No. You don't know Crispin Glover at all? So he's not the he's not the Doctor Man. That's that's Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. I'm Crispin. 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 Yeah. Because with Crispin Dra, the food face Crispin Dra. The Crispin Glover. Is that a character? No, that's an actor. Oh my God! You don't know who Crispin Glover is? No. 
Have I not played you clowny clown clown? I thought that was the Doctor Man making music. You thought Christopher Lloyd made an album? Yeah. Jesus Christ! That's what I thought. That's that was my understanding of it when you were playing me creepy. So when I played you clowny clown, sorry, if you don't know folks at home, Crispin Glover, who's one of the leads in this, uh, he's an odd fish. He went and he recorded an album, uh, very strange, very weird. He was he went on Letterman, was very peculiar, like nearly kicked Dave Letterman in the face, like. He was a troll before it was cool, like, you mm. know. But the fact that you thought that was Christopher Lloyd. I know, sorry, it's just, it, that's mine. They're, they're so different in my mind. Christopher Lloyd, like, he's got the weird hair and he seems a bit kooky. And I thought he's going to, he'll, he'll make weird music about clowns. I think, you think the only thing that's tying these two together is the Chris sound. Yeah. <laughs> basically all we got going. So, all right, going into this, we've established. You are... You don't know any of the players involved. <laughs> Fuck me. Because I mean, this, this is the first movie, because you knew... You, you... I knew bits about Star Wars. I knew bits about... Yeah. Terminator. With Back to the Future, I know there's time travel. I know Marty McFly has a red jacket thing with the arms Fuck cut off sake. it. Because I've seen the poster. <laughs> and I know that the Doctor has hair. Has hair. Has funny like, hair. Like many characters in the movie. big wide eyes. He has hair. And there's the DeLorean, and that goes in that travels in time at 88 miles an hour. And we, it's TBA where it's going. Yeah, it could be back, could be forward to the past. Damn that vague title, am I right? Oh, god, I mean, I hope that gets answered um, <laughs> early on. Where are they going? Where are they going? Yeah, what are they doing? I don't I have no idea why they would need to travel in time. Does the phrase have you ever heard the phrase Great Scott? Yeah. Is that like an exp- that's an expression of surprise? Is that from this? Yeah. Okay. Well, where have you heard that? I mean, like people like you and other... <laughs> well, no, no, not... not, no, not well, I'm not... going around the house going, <laughs> Great, Great Scott. Scott, let's record a podcast. Great <laughs> Scott. I don't think I've ever no, said Great Scott in my life. <laughs> people like you. Like, just people who would, like, make references to stuff. To things. Yeah. yeah. It's a thing where I'm like, I, don't, I'm not, I didn't know that's where that was from. But I, you know, Great Scott, that's a thing. That people say sometimes. I've seen like other like little pictured parodies of stuff with Back to the Future with other time travel things, such as a la Doctor Who. You know these kind of like rubbish. They're all right. T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Very fine territory there. I don't give a fuck about Doctor Who, but yeah. like yeah, um, people take that shit seriously. Yeah, Doctor Who. Um, it's all right. Oh look, mm. it's a TARDIS that is also a DeLorean. Yeah, that, there's t-shirts where. Oh it's like fuck, Doctor that's not Who. actually a thing. No, there's there's Doctor Who in like a blue DeLorean and being like, oh yeah, t-. and there's one with Lost because there's some time traveling Lost, and I love Lost. So I mean, some of my time travel knowledge comes from Lost. So um, where are my Lost heads at? Like, yeah, you know, tweet in if you're a Lost nut like Sam. Like, represent, guys. represent, yeah. Okay, well, I think it's time to sit back and uh, spend another Saturday afternoon watching a very Saturday afternoon movie. We're going to put the kettle on. I'm excited, by the way. I just need to clarify that. that I, it is really going to be good because I have no idea. You're completely what's in the mood. But you know, I mean, people have spoken fondly of this to you, is yeah. what I'm saying. People get really upset when I haven't seen it. Like, properly yeah. angry. Is it more of a. I mean, this is one of the movies. When you told me you've not seen Terminator or you've not seen Star Wars. I was angry. Mm. Like, actually, just kind of, like, the fact that you can manage to go so far away at the end of the movie angered yeah. me. Back to the Future provokes, like, a mu- like a definitely angrier response. For me, I actually, I feel sorry for you that you've not seen this. <laughs> okay. That's, like, a really horrible thing to say. But, but now you kind of... 
you know, we're we're, we're sharing this. You're experience. literally about to watch it, like yeah. so. Yeah, it, uh, we'll, we'll fix this. We'll fix this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go do a cinema swirl. credit card to change my name we just spent an afternoon watching back to the future we sure did initial gut reaction initial gut reaction i feel good but but that's because the ending was very good yes the the sort of the latter half of the sort of final act yeah very good i do have some reservations (laughs) that we'll get to it's not overwhelmingly positive but it's i feel pretty good yeah it's weird because like this is the first time i've seen this movie in some time Mm. So it's interesting looking back at some of these movies and kind of going like, was there a bit of nostalgia play? And fuck me if I might incur the wrath of of many people for thinking this. But yeah, I didn't like, didn't, I don't know. Have I turned to stone in these past few years and not realized it? Maybe. didn't feel the sense of childhood whimsy or joy no, that this, I got this, with the last two um, films we watched. It's been the first one where I think not having watched it as a child has kind of affected... Yeah, how much you can yeah. enjoy it. But for me as well, it felt like kind of like... I didn't enjoy this as much as when I watched it as a kid. And I did, could say I did when I watched the other ones. So, I mean, like, do you think it lived... Like, cause you had, do you have any expectations really going in or... Well, from, from other people's reactions, I, you know... Had assumed people, it would be amazing. People are always vague about it, though. Yeah. Because it's like, with Star Wars and Terminator, things like that, it's kind of like, oh, you haven't seen, you know, Terminator, you know, the X, Y, and Z happens, these guys are in, da, da, da. Mm. But this is just kind of, usually, forgive me if I'm wrong, but me included, because right? I was one of these people, yeah. they're going to go, you haven't seen Back to the Future, holy fuck. And then the conversation tends to end. Yeah, there's no point. follow-up to that. There's no, but the bit with... The principal and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, off the bat, like I realised that this is the possibly one of the first Spielberg movies which you've uh, Steven Spielberg produced this bad boy. Yep, Steven Spielbergo. I didn't know who was involved uh, producer director wise. You know Steven Spielberg. I know, I know Spielberg. I just meant like before, seen... going in, didn't know whose film this was. Well, Z- Robert, Zemeckis, Zemeckis, the director. Well, he did this, he did um, Forrest Gump. Okay. He's like, he's one of those kind of like Hollywood dudes. He's like, he's pumped out, like, he's produced a lot of stuff. Mm. Think he's been more selective with directing. Um, right. He directed like the Polar Express and things like that. Ooh. Like, usually he varies on the heartwarming spectrum of things. Yeah. But he wrote, he, he directed and produced Back to the Futures 1, 2, and 3. So that's right. kind of his his claim to fame so to speak but Spielberg's got his name stamped on there at the start Spielberg's like executive producer yeah, yeah so that's just a name to sell it more eesh. well I don't know mate I don't Money. even know what a producer does like no he, who does he, he's the one who draws the dollar signs on the sacks of money that they can't give it we start off with lots of clocks yeah immediately I knew this film was going to be timey <laughs> yeah all of the clocks now like it lays it on thick. It lays it on so fucking thick. And that will come up later. And it comes up multiple <laughs> times. And it's one of these movies that, like, as a kid, I felt so fucking smart. Yeah. Because I'm like, eh, the thing they said in Act 1 mm. happened in Act 3. Well, in the, as a child, you must have been basically me now. More or less. Because, like, 
Wait, stand-up comedy, we can draw an analogy to it. Okay. It is essentially like standing up, clapping your hands because you got a callback joke. Yeah. Late in the comedian's set, like. Yeah. I remembered! Yeah. It, <laughs> I did this! There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Like, uh, at the start, there's, um, as we're panning across all the clocks, a lot of clocks, we cut to the TV screen, and there's a news story about some plutonium theft. And I thought, right, I'm going to remember that because that's going to come up later on. And then within seconds, it's like they've got a box of plutonium in that room. Yeah. Like, there, it, was, there was no delay between me taking in that knowledge and then it being... There's no wasted motion no. in this film. <laughs> to say that oh. every line of dialogue serves purpose in Back to yeah. the Future is an understatement. Yeah. Because for the first act anyway... Everyone's explaining something yep. or setting up something. There's a lot of exposition, I think that's the word. That's the word for that's it. And yeah, it, it seemed like, as a kid, I'm just kind of like, well, why wouldn't they tell me about, you know, the plutonium and uh, on the news report? Yeah. But now I'm like, slightly more jaded. Now I'm, I'm thinking like, Back to the Future could benefit from a Star Wars-style scrolly text. At the ta- it's like, <laughs> the Libyans have got a yep. nuclear device kind of thing. They've got a few paragraphs to get through and they're... You know, they just put it in the dialogue. <laughs> because if we had to start a Star Wars, the layers would have been if Princess Leia and so she's like, well, you know what they're saying, lads? I mean, it is a time of turmoil in the galaxy, isn't it? I mean, the Galactic Senate has been disbanded and the Rebel Alliance is working its way. <laughs> but that sounds ridiculous, but that's like that's what's happening at the start of Back to the Future. A lot of exposition. Yeah. And a lot of Huey Lewis and the news. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's flagged up. I saw that at the start. I thought, okay, I'm going to look forward to hearing that song once later on. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Have you got a, a, a tune you'd like to whistle, main character? Ooh. I think I'll go with Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. <laughs> Out of Time and Power of Love are the two main ones yep. from Huey Lewis in the news. I love Huey Lewis in the news. Okay. It's clearly Fine. not something you share with. Like. No, I like Power of Love. I mean, I'm not... How about a new drug? Again, I'm not too familiar with the... Uh, so you don't want a with new the drug? Work of, what? You don't want a new drug. One that won't make you sick. <sighs> One that won't make you crash your car if you're okay. three feet thick. I want a new drug. Right, sorry for those of you at home, but imagine my face in a bath full of icy water going, brought a new drug, because that is like in the music video. Anyway, moving on, we are, uh, yeah, we are exposition, and they were introduced to, fuck it hell, John Connor could learn a lot from this guy. I've written down John, John Connor. He's a rude dude with attitude. Yeah. Nike trainers and a skateboard. Can't tell if he wants to hold a sweet axe or a skateboard in those hands with the yep. sleeves rolled off. Oh, man. Yeah, he's got he's got some attitude, um, and we see him. Women cr- want him; men w- want to be him. Exactly, perfect character. <laughs> perfect, perfect character. Um, he comes in and he starts cranking up all these dials on his special little machine. He's got this game. He's got this Rube Goldberg system set up to feed the feed the dog at the start. But yeah. that's that's fine. And he comes in, turning up the overdrive. And I thought, okay, this is some time thing going. On. No, the overdrive on a big old amplifier. No, forgive me wrong. You are you are. Uh... A man of music. Yeah, I do the music Mate. for Cinema Swirl. So you do the music for Cinema Swirl, as seen on Cinema Swirl. Like, <laughs> is overdrive a thing? Yeah. That's like the, you know, d- people say distortion now a lot, but it's, you know, the kind of fuzzy. Gotcha. Yeah. So turning up that loud is just... Big loud. He's basically. looking for trouble, basically. Yeah. And he's got no earplugs. <laughs> yeah. He would have killed it. He, he plays this massive, yeah. massive guitar uh, amplifier. Yeah. His, 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 he's got a tiny little guitar as well, which is really it's sweet. Weird, just, I think that's just to show up the difference between the guitar and the amplifier. It's or maybe Marty McFly has got massive hands. Maybe. 
Maybe. Um, yeah. But he's got no earplugs. So really, at the start of the film, um, he's fucked his hearing and he will not be hearing any of the rest of the dialogue. No, like, basically, that's why he's fucking everything up because he can't listen to the clear yeah, instruction. Exactly. He's missing a lot of stuff. So things start off when Marty arranges to meet an older single man in the dead of night in a car park. <laughs> yep. Can you guess what Kevin's fan theory is for this episode? Oh. It's that um, Doc Brown is a wrong'un. Yeah, I, I was thinking, like, the, these characters just... They're here and they're doing their stuff. Except they're... Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a big, like, Dr. Brown finds my McFly. Then it talks about... It's the time a pre-existing, thing. peculiar relationship. Just there, yeah. Which which actually, thinking about it now, I quite like because that saved a lot of explaining. Lengthy. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had to set up a Marty McFly? Yeah. <laughs> Long <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Marty, typical layabout teen of the, the 80s. He's got his best girl by his side, sneaking yep. around, helping an older man, mm-hmm. getting late to school because he's helping an older man. You know, we've we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all um, been there. He's tardy at school. The, the principal tells him off. Principal Strickland is all over his case. Yeah, principal exposition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is the least inspiring like, man ever. Dr. Brown is a screwball. Don't be messing with that Dr. Brown. You're a slacker. Your dad was a slacker. So he's like, more exposition. You here. ain't going to amount to nothing. No um, McFly. Past, present, or future <laughs> will amount to anything. And he looks right in the camera. That especially goes for this one over here. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no more adventures for you, Marty McFly. Yeah. So Marty McFly already struggling at school, but he's got the uh, he's got the Battle of the Bands. Something he? he's got to audition for the Battle of the Bands. And, and he's, he's got the principal his mate- even tells him like, "You're not gonna <laughs> win that battle, Marty. Give up now." Like, I'd like to think that. Well, I've had some inspiring teachers in my time. I've had some. Pretty shit teachers in my time. Mm. But no one, least of all a principal, has pulled me aside and went, yeah. you're a piece of shit, <laughs> no good motherfucker. It's the fact that he's like, you're never going to improve. Never. <laughs> Don't, look at this talent show. You're not even good enough to be in the school talent show. You think he'd be happy for people yeah. to be in the talent it's show? It's not like straighten up and fly right. It's... Don't have bother. no chance. Don't, Don't bother. bother straighten up because yeah. you can't fly right. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes to the uh, the audition, plays his rock and roll music. It's just too loud for those squares on the judging panel. So, oh, it's too loud. So if that was loud, you should have seen my uh, amplifier from before, because that was huge. That was very loud. Yeah. Murray seemed to be a little bit out of time, out of uh, focus, mainly because he has no eardrums or cochlea yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. So if, if you notice any discrepancies with his guitar playing, it's because he can't he can't hear what Can't he's physically doing. can't hear. Yeah. Um, Marty, being a stalwart protagonist of the 1980s, is aspirational, which is like literally the number one thing driving many of the films we'll probably be watching. This movie was viewed as like very positively at the time, yeah. as for something for kids to watch because it's a role model. He's a role model. Actually, Ronald Reagan referenced Back to the Future in a speech. Oh, like, that's nice. I think it's because they mentioned him in the film, so maybe they had to. So he know. retweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's aspirational. You know, he's like yeah. pointing at things that he wants. Mm. He's got his best girl by his side. Hopes for a better life. He just wants to play music and 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 be a success. And while we're in the middle of being, you know, told about how aspirational he is, save the clock tower. I wonder if that'll come up. Yeah, later. yeah. You Clock know what it's like? Just 
30 years ago, that clock tower was struck by lightning, so we need to fix it. And you're like, get here, old bag. Uh, Ain't nobody care about what happened 30 years ago, not yeah. never. Yeah, and also when 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 Marley's with his uh, his lady friend, what's his lady Jennifer? Friend? Jennifer. Um, he's you know properly like seems in in love and happy yeah. and everything, and then he just pervs on some. He has some a other big girl. dirty perv, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, and she, Jennifer seems used to it. She just turned his head away. Like, come oh, on, Marty. Come on, Marty. <laughs> what's he like? He's uh, he's uh... a <laughs> wandering eyes. Marty wandering eyes. Marty McFly's wandering eyes. <laughs> I think we got a new band name. <laughs> We've got some more band names coming up. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. No more is it evident that Marty is aspirational and wants out of this doldrum life when we meet his shit family. <laughs> who is dad? Who is so painfully, obviously, oh. a loser that yeah. we see him with the main baddie of the film, Biff the Bollocks. Yeah. He's he's already ragging on that pencil pusher. That pencil neck geek, yeah. George McFly. <laughs> First time you've seen Crispin, Crispin Glover. Hellion Glover. He's weird. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I was fine though. I thought, okay, he's playing a you know genuine nerd. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay. But then he just he keeps being like, like he's weird he's weird geek. in like a truly he's weird in the sense that you don't have to tell someone he's weird for you to understand that they're weird. Because mm. you know, a lot of times I'm like, well, this guy strap on your crazy hat because he's weird. Yeah. Crispin Glover is just objectively weird. Yeah. Apparently, he, he didn't come back for the sequels. Did he not? No. Is he just in that? Yeah. Okay. So, like, there's a bit of controversy about that, but he, he apparently he's notorious for, like, being just aloof and not one to get on with. And right. Like I'm fascinated by the man. I at one point considered him a hero, but I realised I had to kind of understand my hero's motives for me to consider him a I'm hero. I'm going to start Wikipedia-ing him when I, when I get home. Re-listen to Clowny Clown Clown okay, now that you've seen this. Because I thought that was the zany, goofy doctor making no. some weird music. No, this guy is legit. He's shoot He's weird. He's actual like. weirdo. Yeah. yeah. So Marty's dad is a loser. That's a wrestling thing. Though. It is. <laughs> okay. Marty's dad is a loser and Marty's mom is a lush. What what's a lush? A uh, drunkard. Okay. Just, she she comes in like a bottle of vodka strapped to her. Like. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when, when Biff's uh, basically bullying uh, Marty's dad, I've written that I hope this Biff prick gets hurt. So yeah. hope fingers I'm, crossed. Fingers crossed that at I, least I, Biff didn't lick him like <laughs> it was a McFly. Hello. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> Um, so it's established that, that Biff's a um, bit of a prick, but you think, well, we're not going to see that character again. He's well, just, you know. I'll tell you off the bat, one thing that did live up and was consistent was that Biff was my favourite character when I watched this movie originally. Biff is a constant source of non-stop entertainment. In okay, film. not not as in like an aspirational role model. Oh for God, you. No. no. Okay, no, I wasn't like hoping to be like knocking on people's heads, but well, I thought all, I'd all have the other be... kids are like, oh, I want to be Marty McFly. Like, no, I'm, no, I'm be... a Biff man. I want. I'm tall. I want to be Biff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we also get established in this point that is another Pepsi film. Two oh. in a row. Oh my God, there's a lot of Pepsi in this oh, film. More lot. than Terminator. Regular Pepsi. Pepsi free. The characters talk about Pepsi. Oh, so much Pepsi. You think that's good. The Pe- Pepsi paid a lot of money. To, to Isn't it because it's like these are movies that are ingrained in people's childhood and nostalgia yeah. and part of the pop culture and all that. Mm. And fuck me, there's a lot of Pepsi in this. Yeah. And not just Pepsi. JVC, Goodyear Tires, obviously the DeLorean. Well, that's, you know, maybe yeah. I'm saying California Raisins is meant to have a big thing with this. But product placement is just like people always complain like it's a new thing 
No. Like when people complained about the iPod being in the US office featured so much and all that, or staples mm. being in the US office, like, well, no, it's like this racket's been out a long time. Yeah, like. definitely. And we, we were talking about Pepsi uh, before before the swirl, and that yeah. was just coincidental. I had no idea. Did it make you thirsty for Pepsi seeing all this? Uh... Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I've got some in my bag. So, uh... <laughs> if we need to take a break, let me know. Right? <laughs> yeah. The dinner of exposition and yeah. uh, serious loser dad vibes as well. Oh. It's actually quite depressing, this scene. Loser family. They really set up the whole family as being... They like, are. The family is a family of losers because the siblings are, are out to be losers. Yes. Yeah, mom uh, is the a The sister's loser. like, I can't get a date. The um, brother is like, works a crappy joint. job at a yeah. burger place. The uncle is in prison. Yeah. But it's seems all crooks on the fact that the family is crap and the main problem is that Crispin Glover can't focus on anything other than the TV show. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of down to him, like... Yeah. We establish how um, Crispin Glover, George McFly, and Mum McFly... <laughs> Mama McFly. <laughs> Mama McFly. <laughs> Mama McFly. Um, just how Mama McFly used to make. Um, how they met. We hear about this car crash. Yes. Hit by car. Lot point. Yeah. No, another little... Remember this thing that happened long ago in in the in the past? It's like you're putting together a jigsaw and your mum has come and yeah. go and picked up the box and go, see, look, yeah, that's what we're building towards. And I'm, I'm, it looked like this in the end. <laughs> Just put these pieces together. <laughs> I'm going along with it. I'm feeling very smart for being like I imagine that's going to. Yeah, I later. put together this 24 piece <laughs> puzzle all on my own. Actually, I'll have you know. Like. Yeah. So we have Marty who has to go to his pre-arranged meeting with Doc Brown. At the mall, at the Twin yeah. Pines Mall. The Twin Pines Mall, where we see Doc, who's in his big white van. Yep. In the middle of the night. Okay, Kevin's fan theory. <laughs> fan theories. He's a creep. He's a fucking creep, man. Yeah. I'm one line of dialogue to explain. He saved me from blank. He is teaching me science. Not just, hey, let's go meet that old eccentric oh. single man. No, they're just time travel buddies, but they don't know it yet. <laughs> when Doc Brown appears... You just went, let's sell some toys. <laughs> no, but that was when the, that's when the DeLorean appears. Because he comes out in the DeLorean, doesn't he? He gets... Um, Fuck me, you know what? What? Hang on a second. Have you got a DeLorean? Oh my fucking God, hang on. Have you just seen it in your room? Holy shit, I got a DeLorean! <laughs> okay. Look how dusty it is! Okay, we'll get a picture of this for the Twitter and Facebook. We'll, we'll pose with it in a, in a bit. But, um, oh. Back to it. Sorry, that was a massive... Back to Back to the Future. Back back to Back to the Future. That's great. Yeah, I, when I saw the DeLorean, I said, that's going to sell some toys. And then Kevin's found his DeLorean I've toy. I've got a DeLorean toy. That's great. See? Point proved. There you go. If there's any proof that apparently this movie had a much bigger impact than I realised, that you've got a DeLorean yeah. in my bedroom at this very moment. Aww. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Car's sound effects. Did they seem familiar to your ear? The car's sound effects. Where it's driving going like... <laughs> All that kind of stuff? No. Only bloody Star Wars sound effects, isn't is it? it? Yeah. Ah. Oh. Spaceship sound effects. That's good. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 88 miles per hour. Yeah. We, we're, not we're, 66. Not 66. <laughs> Doc Brown is revealed to us that through a little experiment with, his, with the DeLorean and his dog Einstein. Oh, yeah. He's sending the dog. Sends the dog time. back a minute in This horrible Laika situation. Is it Laika? The, the, the Russian astro yeah. dog? Yeah. But, what? He's got a big smile on his face, mate. What does he care? Yeah, but what, Dog what? gets to pretend it's people, drive a car like a man. What if he just... <laughs> it's good for species to be aspirational as well. Be- Reaganomics, man! Right, but... Do you want to be a dog or do you want to be a person driving a car like a man? 
Doctor Brown is a zany doctor, right? Don't and call him Doctor Brown. What? Because then he sounds like a real doctor. Okay. Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Doctor Brown told me I had tonsillitis. Doc, Doc Brown. Brown went back in time. Doc Brown, right? He's a zany doctor. He says himself that he, he before this he hasn't done anything that's worked, right? And he's so confident sending that dog in time. Makes you wonder how he got his doctorate. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, you know, hopefully that'll come up in uh, Back to the Future 2 when they uh, go back and cheat on the test. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a wacky doctor. He, does, he doesn't quite know what he's doing. He's a bit, you know, off the wall. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't comfortable with him putting that dog putting in the risk. dog in, yeah. Because I thought, I mean, obviously it's going to be fine because it's a film, right? But with yeah. that character in that situation... That dog will probably crash into something and be dead. And also as well, I mean, like if someone has studied the topic, being lost in the realms of time is an animal welfare concern. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Kevin's a, 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 you're a zoologist? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so you, that would be of a concern for the dog in the yeah. realms of time. Doesn't come up. Doesn't really, much, usually. But sort it out, Defra. Fuck me, come yeah. on. 88 miles per hour, the mm. golden number. Car goes back in time a little bit. We know now as well that, oh, it's, guess what? Plutonium. But it's only the, 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 yeah, the missing plutonium. We've already stolen it. And also as well, geez, we got a lot of, this isn't so much exposition as in kind of, this is the stuff which you'll have to shout out at a fresher's party really loudly so people know that you're normal and have seen the movies. Okay. 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. Flux capacitor. All the words. All the words. Yeah. See, if you said all those during Freshers Week back in the day. So what, are you going to see some serious shit? Oh, uh, yeah, that was a... That it's, was... Not, it's not a question of where we're going, it's when, which I'm sure I've heard in Lost from one of the timey-wimey characters. Uh, most of the dialogue here could fit on a t-shirt. In, yeah. In one way <laughs> or another, like, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, I did make at this point uh, an observation. Doc Brown, he's an awful lot like Fraser. I don't know Fraser though. Oh, for fuck's sake. We've been over this before. <laughs> this is the problem with having like a style of humour that is reference heavy. Sitcom you don't swirl get any of them. will be happening soon, but we'll just let this one, you know. Okay, so the baddies are coming. Oh yeah, sorry, uh, the, uh, the 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 Libyans. Yeah, I love that they can't go they can't go terrorists or yeah. Do the real smart thing, which is make up a terrorist organization like they did in X Files, some of that. Mm. Just something so we don't have to single out a group. The yeah. Libyans, yeah. Ah! But oh, sorry, on the um, on the DeLorean, we see the panel with all the dates on it. Oh, fuck, I know yeah. that from like Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and everything. That it's the long running thing, which is yeah. basically everyone this is the exact date that the thing. Yeah. And there's a website that just pumps out a new one every day. Yeah, and every yeah. few days, it's like someone falls for it, and yeah. Here we are. But well, that, yeah. That, that's where I recognised it from. <laughs> that was like the one still you've probably seen of the yeah. film. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, in terms, of, uh, in terms of singling out... The Libyans the are Libyans. coming for their, their plutonium yeah. that they wanted stolen so they, for a, a nuclear, terrorist bomb. Nuclear bomb. Yeah. I like the way they think that... You know, certain times Hollywood kind of goes, well, this country is just vague enough and unknown enough. Yeah. Like, it was like Tom Clancy once had, like, Georgia as, like, you know, you know to the east of Russia, like, just being, like, the, the baddies. It's like, you know what? Libya, really? Mm. I mean, come on. It's a bit much. And when the Libyans are coming, they're in, they're in their Volkswagen Volkswagen Beetles. So they've obviously thingy. just got word of where Doc Brown is after coming back from their summer holiday. You know, <laughs> they've come straight from the seaside. Yeah. And they're not in a good mood. Take, yeah. I love though they can't go, here are the Libyan terrorists. It's like, no, here are the Libyans. The Libyans, yeah. Libyans. This is what they're all like. If, if you've got a pa- oh look, it's a Libyan passport run, it'll explode. It's a, <laughs> it's a little bit on the nose. Mm. 
Aspirational 80s humour. Yeah, and then there's a Libyan chase. Well, no, actually, Doc, Doc Brown gets shot. Sorry. Yeah, I, he, um, gets, he gets shot, like, in a pretty harrowing moment. By Libyans. By Libyans. Yeah. Bloody Libyans. Ugh. Typical, isn't it? Shooting out of a camper van. They love... <laughs> Leaning out of the sunroof. They all, I said to them, bloody Libyans, isn't it? It's like, oh, they love their camper vans. They only like it so they can lean out and there's lots of room for their AK-47s and to keep spare ammo in the back. Yeah. Typical Libyans. Hmm. So we've established that the dog can travel in time. So that that's all sorted now. Uh, yeah, Doc gets back to the murdered. <laughs> and after he gets shot, you just went, 88 gigawatts. <laughs> which led me to question that's if you were paying gift. enough attention in the film. That was just for you. But yeah, no, um, so Doc Brown gets shot and Marty needs to get away from these Libyans. Mm. Uh, Doc, so, Doc was going to go to the future, right? Yeah, he was going to go 30 years into the future. Okay, um, but he didn't get a chance. Shot so, by Libyans. Yeah, and now Marty's been chased by Libyans, so to escape, he goes back to the future, a.k.a. the past. He Yes, he goes uh, back to the past. In he comes instance, from the future to the to present the past. day, if you're looking at it from the 1955 point of view. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> he goes in the magic car, drives really fast, and hits a scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Marty's first few moments when he revives back in the past are uh, are scary. We have barn trouble. Old, no. old man farm. Old man yeah. farm. I remember, remember about 30 years ago when all of this was uh, farmland. Owned by this specific <laughs> farmer. Whoa. Who would be mighty upset if <laughs> if, a, if a DeLorean were happened to run into a scarecrow and barn? Yeah. So yeah, Marty's in a bit of a jam because he's obviously he's in a he's in a radiation hazmat suit. Yep. Uh, so they think he is an alien. Yes. There's some great old man farm. Oh man, um, old man writer. farm is all over this he, shit. He's wonderful, and his whole family. There's take that you mutated son of a bitch, which is a fabulous line, and also just. Just picked up on Space Bastard. Space Bastard. Which we're talking about band names. Well, Space, space Bastard. Bastard. I know, Space Bastard sounds like more like it would be your seminal album for yeah. Raging Waters. Okay, it's Raging Waters in at number two with Space Bastard. It's funny, mate, aspirational, Reaganomics, we're going to number one. Yeah. Well, what's, Ra- what's Reaganomics? I don't know, it's like being a dickhead in the 80s for the sake of oh, being okay, a dickhead right, in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, number one, um, Space Bastard. Space Raging Bastard. Waters. With a bullet. Yeah. The, fo- okay. the follow-up to Murder with a Good. <laughs> so we get, after barn trouble, car trouble. The yeah. DeLorean's not work. Need more plutonium. And yeah, we get this, oh, I love this, one of my favourite scenes. And this scene did bring a, a smile smile to my face again, mm-hmm. regardless of, of jadedness. The whole, he goes to Hill Valley, it's the 50s, you see how everything is different. Like oh, he, the, he goes home. The Texaco is different. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, everyone is, is, is neat and tidy. Goes into a cafe. Oh, you were so excited about this. I was so excited about this. Yeah. Particularly when you went, gee, the future sure looks old-timey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, I, I was lied to by the, the title. Back yeah. to the past. Yeah. No, it should be called Going to the Past for the first time This ever. future doesn't look quite right, you know? It looks all old. So he goes into the cafe and... I mean, we, I know the whole retro culture thing is happening right now, but they really take they it, really to take the it too seriously. Hill Valley is just, it's the new Portland, Oregon. Everyone's <laughs> dressing up like it's a different time. Yep. So go to the cafe. Five cent coffee. Yeah, now they've got a time to be alive, mm. am I right? That's what I was saying you were excited about. Yeah, you, five you really, cent coffee. Yeah. Well, I was also excited because I knew the myriad of puns and misunderstandings. Now, you love a good misunderstanding. Oh, I love a comic misunderstanding. Can I get a tab, please? 
You can't get a tab until you uh, order something. All right, can I have a Pepsi free? If you want a Pepsi, young man, you're going to have to pay for it. Hey, can I... Fork handles? Or... Oh, four candles. <laughs> uh, uh... Oh, God damn it. That was The uh... only thing was missing was for the owner of the cafe to have a the brown workman's coat <laughs> that the two Ronnies always had. And glasses that you can wiggle. Need <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. R2-D2 doing some... What point. is Pepsi Free kind of a precursor to Pepsi Max? I don't know. I'm left in the lurch on this one. Yeah, to relay it to the Pepsi expert. We're not going to look it up. We'll just assume it's kind of some some cool 80s products. Um, when Pepsi, there were many cool 80s Pepsi products. Pepsi, in a mad attempt to compete with Coke, gave it away for free. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. Wasn't there clear Pepsi or something? Clear? That was Pepsi Crystal. Pepsi Crystal. Wasn't it? There was yeah. blue Pepsi as well. There were a lot of Pepsis in the 80s. Pepsi would fucking try anything. Yeah. So Pepsi Free might have just been a brief offshoot. Shock horror! Biff the bollocks is a bollocks in the 1950s too. <laughs> a slightly more rugged bollocks, but yep. a bollocks nonetheless. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, George is a loser in this time as well. Yep. He's so awkward. Oh, he's a very awkward, awkward man. And I, at this point, I start to identify with him. And this comes up later on that I just feel like, you know, the kind of... This will be the nicest thing I'll say to you all day. Yeah, you're not You're not like that him. awkward. Okay, good. Thank you. You've okay. never been that awkward. Right, that's... Thankfully. That means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, you Irish bug. Oh, he's... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, not to... That... But he does call yeah. him an Irish bug. An Irish bug. Now, I can tell you right now, if you think McFly is an Irish name... Yeah. Not many Ys in Irish... No. No wise, actually, at all. No. We would have an eye fodder. Why? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I don't know what this means. Oh, look at him. He's got a different language. Can't make fun of it. I don't know it, so it's fine. No, okay. Um, but yeah, Irish, Irish bug. Irish bug. So I know, is that a thing? That can't be a thing. That's no. just, he's Irish and he's calling him a bug. He's a bug. I don't know. Okay. I'm surprised I... didn't call him a mick bastard, as people <laughs> tended to do in the 50s. I know uh, I know. Biff fluffs some insults later on, but gets away with it because he's Might have been, rough. yeah. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to call him an Irish booger, but <laughs> but got lost along the way. Yeah, but somewhere. Biff and his big bully gang can rough up. And there's such a brilliant stereotypical 1950s bully gang. It's amazing. As in, like they'd be a bully, and then like you could see them all get into their hot rods, yeah. like a big trail of fire, like just, a, fire. just a big wheelie, and, like, <laughs> and they all just like we show that nerd. We show that nerdlinger. <laughs> Let's split. Let's split because we have loads of free time because he's doing our homework for us. Yeah, yeah. He gets he gets bullied in the you know almost identical. Conversation. Conversation to, to what happened at the start in, of the film. In the future, yeah. Um, and Goldie's there. Uh, Mayor Goldie. Oh, God. This was yep. so on the nose. It was brilliant. Yeah. And I'm going to make something of myself. And then uh, Marty just says, oh, Marty, you keeps forgetting that he's in the past. Yeah, he slips up a lot. Yeah, you could, you could be mayor. You're yeah. mayor in the future. Hello. I could run for mayor. And then there's a horrible sort of racist owner of the thing. So, you know, I didn't like, want to say a it. A coloured person yeah. could never be mayor, I believe were his words. Yeah, Mr. Carruthers. Oh. Well, you know what? At least they... First of all, at least he does become mayor. Yeah. And no. second of all, there's a, there's a tendency... Mm-hmm. With uh, Hollywood and movies of that nature to kind of gloss over and pretend that there weren't incredibly racist, you know, yeah, it, it wasn't race tensions, things like that. Definitely, and there's more of this later on, and it's. I think it's one of the movie's more admiral qualities that actually showed the inequality in in this instance, despite the fact it's a very altogether a very happy go lucky movie. Yeah, that's kind of like oh boy, the way. 
people were massive racists back yeah. then. And the that past is a, was shit for yeah, a number of reasons. This is one of them. You take yeah. your five cent coffee with a, with a pinch of salt. Mm. Um, well, I take two sugars with mine. <laughs> um, for fuck's sake. Thanks very much. <laughs> we got number one, the iTunes charts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go like that. Beat that, Kermode. Yeah? Beat that wordplay. Yeah. So we find out in addition to being a loser, George is also a big, massive pervert. Yeah, he's in a tree and he's uh, spying on a lady. And I was going to say, this is where Marty obviously gets his, his wandering eye. His wandering eye. eye. But he's a bit more... I was going to say he's a bit more subtle, but he's Mate, not when he's... it's not a wandering eye when you've got binoculars. <laughs> Yeah. His eye wandered up to the catalogue in Argos to the big pair of binoculars <laughs> that will let him look at ladies undressing. That is what his eye wandered to. It's gross. That is gross. It's so fucking really gross. Bad. I think George is supposed to be like a sympathetic character, but you've got to remember, he's properly like being a creepy perp. And you know, he's all oily and fidgety. And when you put a pair of binoculars in a man like that, he can't be he ceases to be sympathetic. Yeah. But the idea was that, yeah, he was meant to get run over at this point, but Marty knocks him out of the way. Mm-hmm. Marty gets hit, which leads to the incredibly awkward and uh, hilarious yeah. moment, which is Marty's mom has got the hots for yeah. her future son. Which, if you've seen the episode of Futurama, that's the Roswell that ends well, yeah. is basically entirely a nod to yeah. this. Which is great. But. <laughs> Again, with the kind of exposition, Marty's in bed. He's been hit by a car. He's woken up by his mum. And you thinking, oh, it's a crazy like, dream. Oh, I had a terrible dream, Marty. He keeps saying, like, mum, like, because it's her voice. Yeah, and she's in the shadows. And it's like, I had a terrible dream. I went back in time. So, well, you, you, you're here back in good old 1955. There is a phrase. <laughs> yeah. Because um, actually, remember we had a we had a nice cup of tea while we were watching the film. We did, and I do believe I said, "Oh, thank God, we're in good old 2014." <laughs> Rolls off the tongue, that doesn't it? Yeah, it comes naturally. Yeah. So Marty, in another moment, which makes him incredibly weird, like Futurama do the whole thing with Fry and his grandmother. Yeah, and he's like incredibly scared by the whole thing. But like when Marty sees his mom, he goes, "You're hot." Yeah, he's he's, he's he's kind of conflicted, isn't he? So he's leaving because you know it's beautiful nineteen fifties, nineteen fifty five, good old nineteen fifty five, where if you get run over, as long as you provide him with a hot shower and a bed to lie on, no lawsuit. And yeah, uh, he's so leaving, funny. and all you hear this beautiful phrase, which is "Sam, stop fiddling with that thing and come and eat your dinner." Yeah, and uh, I've heard that a few times. Hey, hey, hey. that was a pre-prepared gag about <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> Courtesy of Cinema Swirl. Cinema Swirl. We do wank jokes, but we practice them first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the, li- the little, the little uh, uncle's uh, in a little cot, isn't he? He's oh, yeah, the little, uncle's in the cot, and he's yeah. like, you're going to jail. Get used to these bars, kid. Because that is what jail is, is a big cot. Big cot. So, Marty finds out where Doc Brown lives, mm-hmm. who does not look 30 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, he reveals all the info. He takes some convincing that he's from the past and whatnot. And... Ronald Reagan, the actor. Yeah. Ah, get out of town. I like, that's funny. Yeah. That is genuinely very funny, yeah. I think. Yeah, good on him. It's very... Like, for all its exposition, because a lot of the plot, the dialogue has is kind of like telling you stuff. Hmm. But one thing I will say is, one, every time they set something up, they do pay it off, even if it is through the means of exposition to set it up in the first place. Yeah. They don't leave you anything hanging. No. There's always loads of little bits in the background. This is a movie you can rewatch a million times and get loads of little parts yeah. in that. And also as well, some of the gags are really fucking sharp. And this is, I thought the regular one is, I thought it was quite... No, there are some sharp gags. But for a Hollywood also, blockbuster, I'm thinking, yeah, that's, that's nice smart writing there. There's also some pretty bad hammed up 
stuff, like the life preserver thing. That happens a lot. And then there's the, you know, if you ever have a kid who acts that way, I'll disown you. Yeah. True that. She she will. (laughs) So when I mentioned at the start, there were bits where I was a bit like, "Mm." it's because some of the jokes are a bit... Mm. They're, they're really no. Some of them missed the mark. Yeah. Really well, I think there is the... there is some intelligent, quite quite oh, smart yeah, yeah, humor de- in there. Definitely. I think um, peppered the, across. Yeah, and so Doc Brown not convinced. No, but, he's not. Yeah. And then he starts. He, he basically tells him a story about how Doc came up with the idea for the flux capacitor, and he. He shows him the video. And he shows him the video, which we get a nice shot of that high-quality JVC. I wish I could live in a time with such a finely crafted item. It's a camera, a TV studio, in the palm of your hand. Available now from JCPenney's, you say. (laughs) Incredible. And on these little cassettes, you play from any TV. Order now. It is great. And um, he's sort of looking at this video of himself and saying, oh, that's me. Look I'm how an much old I've man. aged. Yeah, I'm an old man. Because <laughs> he really has to say it. Yeah, because the only difference, yeah. 30 years of not combing your hair, that is yeah. the only difference to Doc Brown in this thing. Yeah. But Doc Brown is like, right, I believe you, but I can't help you. Because mm, the 121, yeah, 1.21 gigawatts. Jigglypuffs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's even one gig- Pokemon hasn't been invented in this time. Yeah. So there's no Pokemon or Jigglypuffs. No, or so they're in trouble. They're yeah. in big, big trouble. But this has the big hundred. What has, keeps saying hundred twenty one. One point twenty one. One point twenty one gigawatts. And he's that, just dancing around, bouncing yeah. off the walls. He's, <laughs> he's going cuckoo. But the thing that convinces Doc to help him is like, Doc, you gotta help me get back to my time. I've got a girl. <laughs> is she pretty? Yeah, this actually fan theory. Your fan theory is starting. <laughs> is she pretty? The does that matter? Yeah, it's a bit gross. Creep, 30 yeah. years. What's that young girl 30 years in the future? Sorry, this is how much of a weirdo he is. Mm. He's intrigued by a girl who's minus 13 years old. Well, hang on. No, I have to work this out. Okay. 17 minus 30. Is my... Yeah, this is how much of a creep <laughs> he is. He's, my... He's intrigued by a girl who's minus 13 years old. That is... I don't think any other paedophiles are that committed. <laughs> he is, he is, that is like paedophiles who are attracted to the underage fathers yeah. and mothers self them. <laughs> That's fucking. That's amazing. Ooh, I bet you young children will one day have a child that I will be attracted to. Ew, Doc Brown, you're gross. Yeah, he is a bit gross there. Put him in prison. But, you know, he, he says he can't help because uh, plutonium in the future, sure, he can get at any other corner store. I mean, Tom, Dick and Harry like. But, but here it's, it's a bit more difficult, so you're stuck. The only thing that would generate 1.2 gigawatts. Gigawatts. It's only a bolt of lightning. Yes, and we happen to know... I don't know if there's been... I mean, they're going to really be hard-pressed to find a, a, an instance where they can really harness Well, the clock lightning. tower, which stopped oh, you st- oh, 30 yeah. years ago when it was struck by lightning. Oh, I remember now. And yeah. they know what happened because the clock stopped at that moment. So, mm. can we, well, look, we... Like, you guys at home probably didn't figure that out when yeah. you watched Back to the Future. But We're me, smart. But me and Sam are smart. It's like the paperclip thing all over again. <laughs> Basically, yeah. We have figured it out really good. <laughs> Marty is goofed though and now realises that his main impetus is that he has to get his parents to have sex and all that jazz. Yeah. Because so Doc explains to him that he may have caused himself to not exist anymore. Yeah. So we need to get him home. We need to get you back to the future. Yeah. Back to where, from whence you came. This is some kind of hot tub time machine. You have to return to the future. <laughs> yeah. 
So he's interfered a little, which Doc Brown is convinced on that was the worst thing ever. You should not interfere in, you know, they're loose with the laws of physics in terms of time travel. This mm. it's, it's a lot less serious. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, interfering is bad. So to compensate for your interfering a little, we're going to interfere a lots. A heck of a lot. Loads. Yeah. And this is pretty heavy stuff, Doc. Yeah. Particularly yeah. because Biff is all over George's supposed would-be girlfriend. And that is a massive big problem. Yeah, uh, I mean, Marty keeps saying that things are that things are heavy, and uh, this is another kind of two Ronnies thing, where Marty's saying this is pretty heavy, and Doc says, "Oh, weight has nothing to do with it," and then he says it again later, and it's like this is pretty heavy. There's that word again. Is everything heavy in the future? Is everyone fat in the future? Well, they are, but still, good gag nonetheless. Like, it got a lot of groans from me. Biff is quite intimidating. He acts a bit of a bollocks in the school, and the reason why he is intimidating is because it is a full-grown man. Yeah, he is like giant, like Brock Lesnar man (laughs) in a school. Big scary man. Yeah, like Marty's come to the school to find George and sort of sort things out. And George is all like, "Eh, "I can't ask a girl (laughs) out to the dance again." Yeah, and he's like. I think she's already she's already found someone that she's clearly interested in, Which and then we have Biff being basically Robin Thicke in this instance. He's, he, I think he literally says, "You know, you want it," oh, and he's already geez. setting up the horrible. Yeah, and it's great because oh. this is a bit of exposition, which is oh. Biff is essentially. Yeah. I mean, I just thought he was a bully, and then he goes ahead. Yeah, and... there's bullies, and then there's like you know someone yeah. like that who is essentially like, hey, by the way, later in the film there may be like assault, and it's like really fucking worrying at this point that it's taken this rather nasty turn. Yeah, but he does. Um, he does have a have a go at. Does he have a go at Marty or George at this point? He has a go at uh, at, at Marty. Yeah, he picks yeah. him up and then like uh... and says, "Make like a tree and get out of here." Boom! Brilliant joke. That's Biff fluffing his lines. Classic Biff. That like. lightens some of the uh, the the tension there. The, the very crazy. obvious massive storm cloud of tension. Yeah. yeah. So to help George because he needs a lot of help. And oh, he's not, he's, he's not going to change his mind, George. He's like nobody will make me change my mind. I'm not going to ask out that girl. And I thought end of movie. <laughs> Credits roll. Yep. <laughs> this is a nice tight 40 minutes. That's it. No, who's going to help? Only our old friend <laughs> making a return to the podcast, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. From the planet Vulcan. Well, yeah, no, close enough. Ah, I like that. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It was a neat scene. He shows up. So George has got kind of false confidence now, which is a step in the right direction. Yeah, because he likes his sci-fi. He loves sci-fi. So when an alien comes to help him, he's all he's all ears. Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't come to help him. He threatens to melt his brain. Yeah, like. but yeah. For me, like, I'm a deadly procrastinator myself. Mm. So, like, give me a deadline or threaten to melt my brain. Yep. Shit gets done, son. <laughs> yeah, so he tries to do an ask... But Biff comes in in a classic bully in the 50s, pulls the jukebox out. <laughs> Biff and the bastards Biff, roll into Biff the Biff and the bastards, the antiphons. He yeah. breaks oh, jukeboxes. Man. What a dick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Marty punches him in the, in the he, he punches him right in the kisser. Yeah. We get a chase scene, which was admittedly, after the last film we watched, was... <laughs> yeah, some of the chases here are not as impressive as Terminator 2, but that, that's a lot to uh, live up to. I may have felt that any chases we watched in films going forward... Might not live up to that. Well, I mean, remember when T-1000 got covered in a load of poo? Yeah. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger was on a skateboard. <laughs> Arnie improvised a skateboard. Yeah, he invented from... a skateboard. And like, I love that he invents the skateboard, and he like, gives it back to the kid. And the kid's yeah. like, hey, thanks. What's your name, by the way? <laughs> 
Tony Hawk. <laughs> Gnarly. Gnarly. Radical. Here I am doing everything I can. <laughs> yeah, uh, Biff crashes into the, uh, the old shit wagon. In the it? old shit wagon. Yeah. And they say shit. A lot of cussing in this movie. Yeah, I thought it was... For uh, a childhood classic. A lot of cussing. A PG, but there's some shits in there. Like, you can say shit once, I think, in a PG movie. They check it in a couple of times. They four or five, at least. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, the other stuff as well. Hmm. So, Marty gets asked to the dance by his mom while yeah. they're testing the model for the car. So, him and George hatch a scheme, which is gonna do it so George can save Marty's mom from her future son because he's gonna have busy hands. And this is Marty's idea. Like, this is like a. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna like go to town on this poor innocent woman and you'll Who is stop my me. mother. If this movie is dark. Yeah. Really dark. It is. Fucking hell. But George is like, oh, do I have to swear when I break up your attempted assault <laughs> on my mother? It's like, no. bless his socks. Yeah. He's a cute one. So it is the night of the big dance. And a big swerve of all swerves turns out that Marty's mum is naughty. Could have figured it out from the fact that she is a raging alcoholic in the future. Yeah. But she's like, he looks over and she's drinking drinks. And she's like, oh, come on. Anyone who's anyone drinks. And then she looks over and she's like, got a big cigar and she's inhaling the smoke. And she's like, oh, come yeah. on. Anyone who's anyone smokes. And Marty's really trying to... She looks over and she's like, bootlegging DVDs. Like, come on. Anyone's <laughs> Don't anyone. be a square. So basically, they kiss. Yeah. And then she looks at him and goes... There's something wrong about this. It's yeah. kind of like kissing my brother. Thank God she knows, you know? And I think we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. A girl once kissed... This is the closest I come to this. No girl has ever kissed me and then turned and said... Oh, thank God there was a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No girl has ever turned and kissed and said, this is weird, kind of like kissing my brother. Because yeah. I'm like, okay. well, first of all, why would you kiss your brother? And second of all, why would you tell me that? Thankfully, never happened. Okay. A girl once did kiss me and looked me dead in my eyes and go, I bet you love your mother. Ugh, now I do now that's either here and yeah. there but I wasn't appropriate that's, at the yeah. time to bring that up wow I wonder if she's listening my, the girl not my mother because okay. we've established we've she, she, she has no idea yep. um, Biff is here and he says he uh, wants his money which he claims he's going to take out of Marty's book I'm going to take it out of your ass uh, this is when the, the band who's on um, yeah. who come back into play they've during the dance this big important dance they just say we're going to take a break now but um, we'll, we'll come be back. back in a bit. And there's no music at the dance for, for however Mate, long they this take was the break. before iPods and CDs. Yeah, you can't inventors. just put it on shuffle. Can't put on the shuffle. Um. No, they, they've got to have a smoke. So, you know, they're out. Literally a smoke. Yeah, yeah. All right, the next scene is like, it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, now, Biff is a bit, a lot of a bastard at this point. He's a bit of a bastard at this point. We yeah. don't like Biff. He's a bollocks, like. Okay. He's, act- so, he's a bully. So Marty's in there with, uh, with his mum. And. Um, Biff comes in. He's obviously furious because he he was um, you know he crashed his car into the shit this wagon. One, yeah, it's funny because like Biff comes, and he thinks he's going to beat up Marty, and then he's like, yeah. "Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah, and then he turns around and he's like, "I'll be a few minutes." He gets his friends to it, it basically take that guy out of here so I can rape this person. Yeah, it's really shocking. Yeah, because like I'll say first and foremost, oh, like God, he did like he's enough of a baddie without doing that. Yeah, and it's like it's a movie which is quite whimsical and childlike and a raucous family comedy for the most part and just boom out of left field because you and I were watching chucking it away and then all of a sudden this scene comes like fuck and that's like properly and you cut back to it two or three times yeah and like George comes and he opens the door and he looks at him all scared he's like just walk away George 
Yeah. The, the awful moral quandary that George is in there. I like this is something that I because I, I was like, oh, Biff is my favorite character, and I remembered all like Biff, <laughs> Biff being wacky, and it's like, Jesus, did we really need the scene where Biff is like, yeah, you know, like you need your villain. I get that, but, but that's like, really playing up for me. I mean, people will disagree with this. It's the you know, but for from my point of view, I don't know about you, yeah. but it feels like. This kind of sensitive topic or whatever, if you don't, if it's not intrinsically important that you have to do it and this is resolve not... it to make a point, this seems like they were doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. And it's, it felt it, like... It's adding like another layer of he's a bastard, but you didn't need that. No. And it's such a, such a horrible it's like, scene. It is. It's a really horrible, uncomfortable scene. Yeah. Like, it's cool you see George stop it and he mans up and he he, he, he punches Biff and all that. Yeah. And while... But kind of after that, you want to see him like pull a gun and shoot him. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like he got his comeuppance. No, and while and while Marty's out of the action, he um he gets locked in a boot of his car, doesn't he? Or something? Yeah, he gets locked in the boot of the of the band's car. And Biff's um Biff's bully mates they only go and be racist to the band. Don't yeah, they? they uh they use the uh one of the old timey racist words, mm. which is you know a racist word, the racist word, like. <laughs> but mm. it's like again, it's like fuck, we have like rape scene. And then massive racism. racism scene. And it wasn't kind of a, oh, you know, like the earlier scene where it was kind of like just showing you, oh, those were the times. It was kind of like more of a, it was more hateful, I suppose. Yeah. And again, um, this last act of the movie gets mad dark for this little brief period. But then that means they save Martin, he gets out of the thing, and yeah. the guitarist cuts his hand, which I, I'm sure won't come up. No, of course not. But no, George, George gets, you know, some... Retribution, steps yeah. up to the plate a little bit. And also the... But you know what the sucky thing about it, though, is this is what sucks, is that... Yeah. You got a female character who's been like, you know, has been attacked and all this stuff, mm. and then he comes and he saves her. But it's not about him saving her. It's a, then it becomes about George manning up, and it's like, hey, look, George became a man. Uh, don't worry about the woman who he saved. Yeah. Like you, when you use a rape to put one of your main characters up on a pedestal, yeah, and it's you know, it's yeah. a little uneasy. Yeah. 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 So fond nostalgia for this movie, you F- must I, have. I completely <laughs> forgotten about all this. <laughs> And that's like what's really that's, shocking. It's really dark. He's yeah. like stuff like that in these movies. Like I don't remember the product placement. I don't remember this, frankly, kind of like dodgy part of the film. It's yeah. like so, I saw this movie when I was six or seven. And um, she she goes to the dance with George because perfectly fine. Saved her, and that's fine. They don't like let's call the police. Yeah, but you know, okay. Um, I hope someone doesn't make the argument like it was the fifties. Oh yeah, but then the movie was made in a more sensible time. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's anyway. They go to the dance, and uh, the dance is happening, but the band's not going to play. And if the band's not going to play, it's not going to be music. They can't dance, they can't kiss. So we need someone who can play guitar. And even though George has, uh, has managed to successfully ask Marty's mom out and everything's great, but Marty is like, yeah, without the music, I am going Make to them disappear. Kiss. <laughs> Make them kiss. He's going to <laughs> shove their faces together. Yeah, in fairness, they're disappearing from the photo. So. That's true, and he actually starts to disappear himself yeah, at one point. That does. was fucking scary as well. Yeah, yeah. Dark and, as um, shit, man. So they're playing the uh, the you know the standard songs that this band were playing, and Do then what uh, songs. Then Marty uh, decides to try something out. He goes, "Okay, guys, here's Wonderwall." Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one's got Wonderwall. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Yeah, but he, he plays uh, Johnny Be Good. He plays a verse of it. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's the. Hey, it's your it's your cousin. He's like, he's cousin's calling Chuck Berry. Yeah, 
Could Martin Barry or something. It's like, hey, it's listen, cousin, listen yeah. to this. Listen, that's and been that, parodied a gajillion times. Yeah, and I said it's been parodied in, in a Simpsons episode, and you were very upset because it's one oh of the worst god, because it's episodes. the it's the Simpsons episode. I mean, I mean, if you're if you're listening to this, chances are you're of the ilk that you think New Simpsons is is shit. Mm. And yeah, it doesn't get much worse than the episode where they retcon the backstory. So Homer and Marge meet in the nineties when Homer forms Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's a bit a scene in there where it's like, hey, it's uh, it's your cousin George Cobain or something. Yeah. You want a new sound? Listen to this. Apparently, and- Matt Groening like saw that and he said it was like he watched it and he was like. Ups- visibly upset oh. <laughs> that this has happened but uh, yeah. yeah but you know what it works because they kiss everything works out fine looks like the the photo is back to normal yep and uh, now they so gotta go back to the future that's that bit sorted that's taken that all taken care of if, you, if you're a kid sets fire to a rug don't have a go and they're all like okay yeah yeah it's pretty much yeah, sorted it's just like. a kooky thing he says kooky and uh, yeah so we have to get back to the future. And this is the kind of scene which comes out that I don't think we can describe and do do justice. Because yeah. it's like, car breaks, wire breaks. It's all right, though. He goes back to the future. <laughs> yeah, basically. But it yeah. is... I, I mean, even though I've seen it a gajillion times, when you had Doc Brown trying to put in the... Oh, it's recorder, very tense. Really yeah. tense. And gets me zazzed up. We didn't establish like, Doc's whole scheme for this, but I think everyone who's listening knows the, the scheme. Which is um, to use the lightning yeah. to, uh, to bring the but car... But that's dependent. That's really tight on time. Fucking Marty gets changed out of his zoot suit. <laughs> I'm, not well, going, mate, I'm not going back to the future without my life preserver. Wait, he comes back looking like a square. They're yeah. like, mate, go back to the past. Yeah, you're not welcome back in the future looking like that scrubby look you've yeah. got. But oh, it's, it's tense and it's, it's, it's great. It's a great scene. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's, it seems like this is like kind of, I think... What makes movies like this so enjoyable? Where it's like, it's a romp. And it's so easy to suspend your disbelief and get caught up in it. Hmm. And even if you've seen it a million times, you've seen it for the first time. You always kind of get that, oh. Still get G'd up. The, 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 you drop the cable. Yeah. There's only four minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, that all happens. Yeah. So. so Marty goes back to the future. <laughs> but he gives himself a little extra time. Because he's plotted this time. He tried to give Doc a note saying that he's going to be shot. And, mm-hmm. and Doc is like, but Marty. No, nope, that'll screw up the future. If you tell me about this, maybe JVC will make all these quality products. <laughs> Think about your kids, Marty. They won't grow up in a world where they can have high definition TV in their very own living room from JVC. And drink Pepsi free. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have to pay for it. <laughs> but yeah, he goes back. He gives himself 10 more minutes. To sort out the Libyan Sorry, showdown. Sorry, the Libyans. I'm like... The fucking stones on this kid thinking, ah, I can sort out an insurgency attack in 10 minutes. Tight 10, yeah. Tight 10, gets back, car doesn't work again, so yep. sees Doc be shot again. Yeah, must be pretty traumatic to well, see something that you've already seen from a different perspective. And to see yourself have a gun point at you from, yeah. uh, from, from the Libyans Terrifying. and whatnot. But Doc Brown, he has got bulletproof on him. Yep. He is fine. He's okay. And uh, it's all fine. So, I mean... You get this kind of nice see that it's one of these things that as a kid I thought was very sweet. And so like, you go back and like his family's basically changed entirely. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's like uh, Everyone's like successful now. Burger boy got a suit now. He's like, hey, why are you wearing this suit? <laughs> I always wear a suit to the office. <laughs> Burger office. <Yeah>. Hey, like, <laughs> Burger office is where you are. I am the president of Burger. I am the president of Burgers. <laughs> yeah. Um the sister, she's got loads of dates. She can't Get off the phone with all these boys. Too many boys is yeah. her problem. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the her he's like and then, yeah, this is great as well. Like another 
shining example of Hollywood with their with their female characters here. It's yeah. like it's like oh the son's all super successful you yeah. know Marty uh, Marty's dad George he's a he best-selling cool author he's great he he's looks glasses, amazing sunglasses he's 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 like and he can accomplish your dreams he's a big successful house and mom you look thinner yeah fuck off Jesus. like can she write a book no, she's not got the bear belly anymore clearly so no fun, yeah. yeah so it just goes to show you kids if there's something intrinsically wrong with your family just go back in time and change them all it's like. If yep. there's something wrong, be a different person. Yep. And in the future, uh, Biff's there. And he's a loser. He's he's waxing the car. Now, we, we I said this to you at the time, and we could both agree that yeah. we, having to wax a car and be a bit of a, like, sort of... It's not exactly know, a loser. fitting punishment. For, you know, a man who was planning to... Not 15 minutes ago was in the act <sighs> of committing a sexual assault. It's kind yeah. of like, yeah, you better put on that second coat, well, you son of a bitch. Look at him now, waxing cars, but still okay. You know, dressed like Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so I mean there you go. It'd be like Everything's great. Everything's great. Back in the future. And yeah, Marty's got his car, but for me it's kinda like it's it's a real what's wrong with the, the aspirational style of the eighties, mm. which is like, oh life sucks. If only we had more things. Yeah. And our lives were our personalities reflected that. Mm. It's like success is not a personality type, but that's how they've made that. It. It's like, oh no, 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 no. He changed himself as a person. He stopped being self conscious, so therefore he became successful and it's like it's a little too as a kid I'm like oh yeah but as a jaded adult the message of Back to the Future is a little bit lost to me now I think that's kind of what made the movie not sit so well with me yeah I enjoyed it oh, and, and, and at this point obviously um, everything's great but the sequel turned up and, you know. <laughs> before he's like hang on there is going to be a sequel Yeah. now I will say out of all the Back to the Future Back to the Future 2 is probably my favourite I think it's way better Okay. and it has it does some such clever things in Back to the Future 2. I think we'll, we'll get to it. We will point. get to yeah. it, I think. Because I think this is one which, like, even for my own selfish reason, kind of like, because I like Back to the Future 2 so much, I want to go back and yeah. have a gander at it to make sure that I'm not kind of missing out the boat here. But, yeah. I mean, overall, what what, were you, what did you think of this? I, um... This is, the, this is the first one where it's like, I enjoyed it, but... I think talking about it has made you maybe... Yeah. Because when we came back from Terminator and Star Wars, we were like, press record, and we were Proper like, yeah! Fuck yeah! Yeah. Really... I know we've had good weeks, like yeah. overall, you yeah. know. Um, so it's not as if we're like down in the dumps, but it's just mm, no, it's okay. Yeah, I'm giving it like three and a half star wipes, I'd say. Um, three and a half. Your lowest rating oh, today. I mean, the star wipe rating is pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty means, well established. It's, it's, yeah. Well, no, it's okay, pretty, are va- we, are pretty we, vague. Are we permitting half half wipes? Yeah, I think uh, Star Wars got four and a half. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So three and a half for uh, for Back to the Future. Three and a half, maybe four. Do it's, you think? If you saw it as a kid... Oh, no, I'd enjoy it more. This is the first one where I think I would have enjoyed it more as a kid. So this now is I've like got some cynicism that has ruined it. Kind of almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, for me, I mean, these are ones that I would suggest people to go back and watch for the first time, because it's like, for me, when I sat down and watched Star Wars, it's like, just like old times. Yeah. And Terminator 2... Just like, you know, the previous 51 times. Yeah, with those I didn't feel like I was losing But with this one, it was kind of like, I was so aware that I was an adult watching Back to the Future this evening with you. Yeah. And maybe half it was reflecting the fact that I was watching it with you for the first time and you weren't gas Like, you were literally jumping up and down and gasping at points and laughing every five seconds. The other films. But this mm. one, there was kind of a silence. And there was some groans. There was some groans. I was kind yeah. of like... 
Fuck, man. I it's, am certainly in my mid-twenties. Definitely not a bad film at all. No, no, no. Very good. No. I, mean, I want to see the second one. A couple of problematic moments in but it, yeah. though, you know. But, um, so, I mean, this is what we thought would happen with all the films. But this It's is nice to know one. that, yeah, like, yeah. that it's not the, not the case throughout life. But, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's still, it's still, it, it deserves to be, you know, part Have of Have the that. reputation it does, yeah. Yeah, it definitely deserves that reputation. Mm. But I just, don't, I just think me personally... My ability and your ability, it seems, to get that much enjoyment from it, it seems a little bit hampered. Requires childhood. <laughs> Requires childhood mirth and whimsy. Yeah, which, you know, which um, I don't have anymore, unfortunately. I, I know, I think I still have it, because I yeah. felt it in the last two movies. I said that, actually. Yeah. You know? So it was interesting. Oh. Are you interested to see Back to the Future 2 off the basis of that? Yes. Though? Yeah, yeah. And are you, in, would you, are you interested mainly because of the story? Or? Well, because of the story, like I do want to see what happens. Mm. Um, it really set up a sequel, like very obviously, in a nice way. And also a lot of the people voting for this week did say Back to the Future, but Back to the Future 2, please. Mm. Which is a lot like the Terminator 2 situation, but, but not need, as you, much. You definitely need to see Back to the Future yeah, 1 yeah. before you see I would miss a lot if I didn't see the first one. Very important question with this. Okay. Was this funny? Did you find it funny, the film? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reasons for finding it funny what were varied. the who, who did you, what was the, what made you laugh in this film the kind of bad puns the silly like sketch moments yeah. um, some of the actual scripted jokes were funny but then also some of so the hammy, hammy kind stuff, of yeah. hey well in the future maybe blah 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 <laughs> made me laugh because it was like so like obvious but I think maybe that's the point I don't know it was yeah it was it it was funny yeah yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I need to keep reminding myself that I enjoyed this. Yeah, film. it was interesting. Yeah. I'm really interested now, off the basis of this, mm. to see what you think of Ghostbusters. Because yeah. I haven't seen Ghostbusters since I was 18 or 19. Yeah. And I'm fucking deathly afraid okay. that I'm going to have the same well, experience. The thing about Ghostbusters, we're not going to put that in the vote for a while, because Ghostbusters, I think it's like 30 years or something? Is yeah, being and it's getting a one re-released. day re-release in the cinema. And we're going to try and go... And see it in the cinema. So An actual cinema swirl. A special episode of Cinema Swirl where we'll watch Ghostbusters. Now, so if you're wondering why we're not including that, yeah. it's because we're saving up until, I think, October. But there you go. Back to the Future. Three, three and, and a half, half star, star wipes. wipes. You heard it here first. Thanks very much for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. And as always, make sure you go over to facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl and vote on our upcoming episode. And also be sure to follow us at Cinema Swirl on Twitter to keep up to date with all the latest happenings. And if you're on iTunes, leave a rating or review. Be sure you subscribe to get all of our episodes directly as soon as they're available. This episode was produced by me, Kevin, and was edited by Sam. And the music for this episode was also made by Sam. Make sure as well you head over to YouTube.com and check out the Cinema Swirl YouTube page where you can see some amazing animations done from episodes of past Also as well, if you've got a question, query or comment you'd like us to discuss or go over in the opening moments of any episode, be sure to send your emails to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. The funniest and best ones will be read out. Thanks very much for listening to another episode, and as always, we'll see you next time on Cinema Swirl.